Yo, what's going on everybody? It's your boy Real back with another review, man. It is Mayans Monday. So you know what that means. Mayans MC Season 1, I mean Season 2, Episode 6, The Review. This one was uh, your run-of-the-mill mission. That's all it was. This was a, uh, how can I say, it wasn't much to the same. It's more of the same in this episode. A lot more action. Unfortunately, a lot more torture. So I'd have to give this one because, I, you know, this is not one of my favorites. It was too much Emily. Too much of her deal making revolved around this episode. Uh, I mean, the best parts were unfortunately to El Padrino's torture. Uh, and the new kindling relationship between the Reyes brothers and uh, Happy. But I'm going to have to give this episode a, maybe a four. No, I'm going I'm to do better than that. I'm going to give it a six. I'm going to give it a two-point bump for the action. And them two points really come from Coco. Rest in peace, Coco, who will be sorely missed. <sighs> Let's get into it. I did learn a few things, though. We... Should we do Emily? Should I just get her out the way? I feel like I feel like that's what the streets want. Let's just get Emily out the way. Again, Emily runs into more problems with the aggro project because who gives a shit? I forgot, even if this thing was super profitable, Miguel doesn't care about it because if he did, he wouldn't leave it up to Emily. Some extra income, but Miguel is a busy man with a cartel that is very lucrative in drugs. So I just don't see this thing being like, I don't think this aggro is the thing that's going to be the end all be all for their, for their family. Like there's several other legitimate businesses that they could create and run in order to go fully legit if that's what they wanted to do. But nobody showed an interest in going fully legit just to Miguel's main goal is to make carteling as business as possible. I mean, the man went to Harvard. He's a businessman. You know, he knows he got to crack a few eggs, i.e. the skulls of innocent people and murder some people to get it done. And he seems to be fine with that. He's a sociopath, so whatever. But I think his main goal is just to be as business-oriented with the cartel as possible and just be better than his father. Emily is bored. She's a bored housewife. They have a kid we haven't seen. They fought so hard. To get this kid. I don't know. Where's the baby? Who's watching? Who's watching their child? I don't know. I haven't seen them damn near this whole season. So they just got some magical babies that she never takes care of. And Dita was a no call, no show on this episode. But I'm not really concerned. I don't really care. I was tired of watching her harass uh, Felipe for hella episodes and dropping cryptic shit episode to episode. Before the big reveal, like, hey, Miguel is your kid. Like, damn, Dita, you could have told us that long time ago. Like, you did not have to draw this thing out. Oh, the pictures, Ignacio. Do you remember my love? And then that time we shared at the Hacienda. Who, what? Get out of here, Dita, and fix that fucking Eddie Munster wig. Like, what is that about? But back on Emily. She's just a bored housewife, and she wants purpose. I'm not mad at her. I'm not. She's sitting around the house all day watching a baby that doesn't exist. 
and she, her only company is this weird Dita burnt to a crisp with that terrible wig. So she just wants to get out. And I guess when you're that wealthy and that bored, you know, you could pick up drinking as a hobby. She's probably not too into that. Different recreational pills and opioids to just get through the day. I guess she doesn't want to do that. But businesswoman, I don't know what she went to school for. I don't know, but I know her mother is successful. And we learned that she doesn't like her mother yet. This episode reveals she's very much like her mother. So there's that whole paradigm. As you try to run away from the parents you dislike the most, you end up finding out it's really because you are the same person. However, Emily, let me tell you where you failed. Your mother is a legitimate, legally successful woman who did not need a cartel leader to level up. She put, she strapped her boots on and she went out there and went and got it. And her money is her money. And I guess Emily is not a fan of that. I guess that's the shadow that's like, that's following Emily. So now she must, she must go find her own path and be her own successful woman. And we have to suffer through it. We have to watch her find herself. And we don't even care where she is. She don't know where she is. We don't care to find out, but we're on this journey. All right. So Emily goes to reach the girl she's been harassing. She's been needing. Oh, girl calls her up and say, hey, Em, you got to come through. Some shit fucked up. So here comes Emily with the oh, nervous, why am I here face that I get so tired of saying. Like, why don't you be certain? Show some certainty. I guess that's all I want from Emily. Some goddamn confidence. Something. This, I'm on the fence. I'm just this, I don't know. Like, cut it, man. Cut it. But anyway, she comes over there with that mask on. And a girl lets her know, like, damn. I saw the last bid, last minute, under the wire, better than yours. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how it happened. Emily smartly goes, well, what do you mean? Somebody in your office had to know. This sounds like some bullshit. And after a little bit of one-on-one conversation, they find out it has to be your assistant locked in your office. Nobody gets in there but you and him. And now the Chinese have a better offer. It's got to be your assistant. Now, uh, obviously, the lady wants to protect Marlo, Marlon, Marlon, because Emily is part cartel. And she doesn't want to be involved in the murder of somebody. Emily just says, hey, I just want to talk to him, expose him, and this deal would have to be like you are the one in charge. So if you find out there's some dirty dealings, you got to dub it, right? Okay, now she's right. However, if there was an inkling, if something seemed wrong, right? If this lady, the one she's talking to, was in charge of keeping everything on the up and up, she keeps all the bids. She's the safekeeper. If she finds that and finds something odd, why isn't she the one that's in charge of saying, halt, there are some shenanigans. We need to do an investigation. Call Marlon in here. Have him turn over his phone and his fucking laptop. And we're not going to make this bid go through until a thorough investigation is done. Because it seems a little shaky how that happened. 
you know, and I feel like my fouls were broken into. She could have made up anything. It didn't have to involve anybody. So we're looking at two dumb women. So I'm just sitting here thinking like, why isn't this a thing? Isn't this lady in charge of bids? I don't understand. I don't understand. But Emily has to clean it up herself, so she finagles it, gets Marlon's address. Now, she bursts in while Miguel is carteling. Real shit is happening. Our boy uh, Nestor is all fucked up from a car crash. And he's assembled all the troops, cartel and Mayans alike. And now, and now we have a missing Alvarez. So this is red alert one. I need everybody, all hands on deck. Let's get to it. In storms in Emily, very fucking entitled. Get out of my way. I need to talk to him. Only to run up on the Miguel that treated the fuck out of her. And I got to say, I'm not Miguel's biggest fan. But the way he shut Emily down was fucking beautiful. I loved it. I laughed. I said, good for you. Fuck off. Because y'all know my whole gripe about her business. Every time something goes wrong, she comes skedaddling to Miguel. And Miguel is busy. Fuck. Leave the man alone. He gave you this. You begged for this. So you need to win on your own or lose on your own. But take it and become a better person down the road. Maybe then we'd respect you. But you keep running back to him, adding more shit. Okay. Now, she gets kicked out. But she sees Nestor's all fucked up, so she's like, all right, I guess this isn't the time. Makes a little eye con- contact with Easy. Then, when she, as soon as she left out, she called Easy's phone while he's leaving the meeting. So she has no respect for any man and his, and his time. Like, clearly we're in the middle of something. So you're just going to call Easy as soon as you leave out. Like, he's going to be like, oh, hold on, guys, let me pick up this phone call. And where the fuck you thought he was going to be able to go hold this conversation with you, Emily, without looking suspicious? I can't stay. Oh, my. Oh, I hate to sound like I'm going on an Emily rant, but ooh, it just, it, it fires me up, man. I don't know. I hate it. But anyway, so she's run out of options. So she runs to uh, Felipe and asks for a favor to link her up with Easy. And then I'll pause right there because that's the end of the episode. So she puts easy in a predicament, but we'll come back to that. So that's my gripe with Emily, right? So we're just going to pause it there. Now the real shit, somehow Alvarez's Cadillac went, took a shit on the side of the road. I don't know. I knew Cadillac to be a pretty decent car. And I thought it was weird that it just was, what did it run out of gas? Like, did the, like, (laughs) you know, I just, I guess it's funny to think like, you would think like a cartel has just millions upon millions of dollars and they can afford the best of everything especially work vehicles i mean if you're gonna drive a cadillac escalade you would imagine it's top of the line maybe even bulletproof so it it struck me as weird that he was stranded on the side of the road so i think the mercs has something to do with it but potter uh, as we've learned, does not like to lose. He doesn't like to not know. And Miguel said that in the meeting. Only thing Potter hates more than losing is not having information, not being able to read people, being lost. So we saw Potter scattering. 
And I guess Potter's infinite wisdom is, I don't know, so let's torture somebody. Okay? I'm going to just go to the person I know that has the manpower to pull this off. I'm going to snatch him up and fuck him up. That's what they did. They took Alvarez to some abandoned, not even abandoned, it's probably some someplace in the country. I don't even know what that place was. Some workshop somewhere. And then the mercs who I can't stand started to piece our boy Padrino apart. I'm talking everything. They like they went down the whole Guantanamo Bay list of torture tactics. Okay, first I'm gonna beat the shit out of you till I'm tired. Right? Tag, next person in. Grab me a couple, grab me a couple gallons of water. We're about to waterboard this motherfucker. Check. So beat the shit out of him till I'm tired, check. Waterboard and check. You know what? This motherfucker's not cracking. Let's start peeling some uh, nails off. Check. Right? <laughs> and Padrino, smartly, he sees the scenery. He's hoping. He just needs to get contact with the club. They are all uh, feverishly looking for him. And this is like, Alvarez is such a gangster. I, this, now this is about to become a Alvarez appreciation post. Because... Me, personally, I might have been able to take a beating for, I don't know. But I don't know. you. I probably would have made it past the beating stage with them left and right hooks. Because after a while, adrenaline takes over. The punches don't really. Anybody that's been in a fight know that it's, it's really, you don't feel them punches till the next morning. So you could take those punches. You probably eat those and you're tired. Adrenaline's pumping. You're probably like, yeah, whatever, my face is numb, my ribs are bruised, you ain't gonna do too much, right? It'll hurt, but it's not devastating to the point where I'm like, okay, uh, this is where I snitch. Now, maybe the waterboarding, your boy Rail don't know how to swim. I don't like, the, I don't know that smothering shit, I feel like that's a crack, but I definitely would have cracked at the nails portion. Have you ever fucking had a nail, like, get, like, come off, like you was doing something inane? And and then a nail pot like that is shit is excruciating. Let alone getting it pulled out. That's where I snitch. Whatever the fuck you wanted to know, nigga. That's when I started saying, "Hey, that was me. I did it. I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it was me. I don't know. Well, what was she? What gun you? I, nigga, I don't know, but I did it. Whatever you said, I did. I did it. And I'm curious. At and and the and the levels of Alvarez's torture. When would you break? Please don't come on here being super tough. Like, I ain't never, I ain't telling them nobody, I ain't snitching. I ain't giving them nothing. Don't you beat me, waterboard me, pull my nails. You're, that's cap, fam. That's cap. But Alvarez is a gangster. He took all those things, plus an impaling. A little impaling on the side. So he was able to get a little uh, message out to the crew. And thank God the crew was mostly, like, a lot of them was ex-military. And it was crazy that Angel was the one who thought of this, who broke it down like, oh, window. And then Miguel's like, oh, twin window. Oh, twin windmills. I was like, oh, okay. It was a whole little Velma and Shaggy moment right there. But, okay, they cracked that code. Also, to regress, Angel's been going through it. And and it's funny because the club think he's like suicidal. He's like, he's just depressed, but he's fine. And I thought that was hilarious when they when they went to go pull off the mission, when they found out. So Angel and Miguel cracked the code. And now they're off. They're off to go grab Alvarez. Now, Coco. 
God, he's going to be missed. I'm talking about precise, like, sniping. The boy is bad. Coco's a bad boy. And I felt like they didn't utilize him and his sniping abilities enough, man. When he pulled up to the club, what was that, season three? No, maybe it was season three or season four, where the war outside the door started, where they picked up. Damn. I think it was three. Yeah, but whenever, when no, no, three was when Coco was lost to the fucking drug. So the beginning of four, when Coco finally came back in that episode, that's when I thought that they was going to utilize his sniping abilities like they did here. The boy's bad. He did it in season one against the, against the, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say Hawaiians because I know that's not right. They're not Hawaiian. What are Samoans. I apologize to the Samoan community. I don't know why I just went Hawaiian. I was like, that's not right. That's not, that's not good, real. The Samoans. He had, they showed his uh, shooting ability then. I just felt like that should have been utilized more. And it's so sad to see him go down. And uh, these are, these sniping scenes by Coco are very few and in, very few and far in between. So there's that. But Angel takes point. And that's what we got. They bust in, save Alvarez. And this is a few little things that give you hints about our favorite characters. Easy the serial killer. When they tried to hand Alvarez the gun, like, go ahead, get your get back, man. He's still breathing a little bit. He's fucked up down there. Go ahead. Go ahead and get him. He said, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. Easy, instead of easy, knew exactly he said, oh, no, nah, that's too good. That's too good. He was like, I got something for you, Padrino. I got something for you. Yo, my man, move out the way. Grab that big-ass wrench, monkey wrench. It was like, yeah, Padrino, I know what you want, baby. Here you go. And it was just like he had a little smirk about him. That's what we should have knew. There's something fucking wrong with Easy. He's like, yeah, here you go, monkey wrench him. <laughs> I love, and the best part of that is, Easy picks out a monkey wrench because he's like, yeah, let's brutally kill this motherfucker. Alvarez is like, yep, that's it. And then you got, you got fucking Nesta and Bishop helping him over there to commit a murder. Like It was like helping your granddad, like an elderly grandfather, come over there and commit a murder. It was like, he, he is held, he's being held up and he's being softly lowered down so he could really fuck dude up. I laughed, man. It was crazy. I'd never seen an assist to a, to a murder like that. Like, when you really break it down, what just happened? Like, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. But, yeah, that was a satisfying kill. Because they fucked up our boy Alvarez. So, I was glad he got that off. But, um, Miguel now knows it's Potter behind it. Potter was scrambling. And... That was his best bet. And somehow in his wrongness, Potter was right. He had no business doing that. But he kind of knew. He, so he was right. He just needed verification. And then uh, we see Potter about to do some investigation on Pops. On Felipe. And I'm just confused. I was like, okay, you went this route. And you went that route. Let's end up on Ignacio. Speaking of Ignacio. Let's talk about Happy and his new bromance with the brothers of the mother that he murdered. But it wasn't personal. It was all business. 
it still just strikes me weird that they're willing to sit around in a circle jerk and hold conversations with them and they're really figuring it out that it came from Sonora. So easy putting it together, like maybe the Galindo cartel has something to do behind it. Like, I, trust me, I understand. You want to get to the source of the reason your mother is dead and you spent so many years, eight years in prison. But goddamn, I'm going to still have to settle for the motherfucker that pulled the trigger too. And I damn sure ain't finna invite him into my little trailer for fucking conversation. But Happy played his part. He came out. And he joined the mission to save Alvarez and said, oh, it's for Alvarez. Jax would have wanted that. I'm like, is Jax would have wanted that? That's the second time I think Happy. No, it, it, there's several times in Mayans that they reference what Jax would have wanted, why Jax would have wanted to help the Mayans. And as I'm doing these Teller Tuesdays, I can't wait to get to that part so I could, like, verify that. Like, would Jax really? Would Jax really do all this and want this to be done for the Mayans? Maybe you diehard sons people could let me know. But we have plenty of seasons of that going on for Teller Tuesday. Um, So, yeah, so then there's Happy giving him one of the pieces to the puzzle. And now back to... um. And you know what? Another thing. I also want to say how right I was from my last review. When I said, I believe this should have gotten the car. Because, like her, like I said, her thought process was: if I go with you, then they're gonna come for Miguel, they're gonna come for whoever to shut down all the work we've been doing. So just let them have me. When in reality, like I said, if they would have took her, they would have been focused on getting her back and finding out who had something to do with it. So even if so, even all that shit happened, Alita still got in the car. Guess what Potter ended up doing? Still pressing the issue to figure out who the fuck tried to take her in the first place. So here comes the same issue you would have faced had you left with him. So it still doesn't make fucking sense. If Potter's going to react the same way he would, grabbing the head of security from the Galindo cartel, he probably would have did the same shit if Alita would have been successfully gone, but at least you would have had Alita. So I'm just like, that was so dumb. It was so pointless. It was so pointless. This whole thing was pointless. Potter still did it. And he's still trying to, and now there's an internal beef between Miguel and Potter. Now Potter is not to be trusted and he fucked it up. Miguel killed all his people. And he knows Miguel did it. So now here we go. Now a civil war when they was not really even cool, but on paper, yeah, we're good. So now here goes some old shit that just got sparked. Great. Uh, but back to the Emily. Um, Like I said, Emily met up with uh, Easy in a freezer. And I just hate the way that Easy looks at Emily. Like, oh, I want you. Oh. Oh, this. Oh, I remember our days. Flashback of me putting this coat on you. Let me be a gentleman to you, Emily. Ugh. So she gets in there to ask him for help. And she lists all the things that I also was saying. She was like, I shouldn't be asking you this. I say, yeah, you shouldn't. This has nothing to do with you. I'm like, yeah, it has nothing to do with him. 
you know what? I should just leave. I was like, yeah, you know what? You should leave. Because you're no good for Easy. Like, whatever you're about to say is about to fuck him over. And here comes Easy, the fucking white knight, on his, on his fucking stallion, coming to one of the Captain Savaho. Just tell me, M, what you need from me? Well, it's this aggro project and blah, 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 blah. Like, nobody gives a shit. And Easy says something great. He was like, and what world do I live in? You didn't want to involve your husband because of the world. No, you didn't want to involve your husband because you wanted to not look like a fucking failure. That's why you need this win. That's why you need something to happen. But at least she was vulnerable enough to say that much. I was like, okay, great. At least you fucking... Because I was so tired of her pretending like it was more than just a personal, her own personal journey. Like in this episode, she finally just lets everybody know her... Let Easy know, let Miguel know, like, look, I just want to be a part of something. I just want to be a part of something. And anybody not doing anything can be sympathetic to that. So I'm not mad. I'm just mad of the entitlement and how you fight so hard. You got to you got to get your own wins and losses. That's what it is. Take your L's. All right. Stop involving people. You do it. You run up on Marlon. Ain't you, ain't you, you supposed to be just beautiful lady. You can finagle it. Y'all have a relationship, apparently. Everybody went to the same fucking school. You wouldn't have tried with Marlon on your own, gave it a shot, threatened him with some cartel action. Like a boss, maybe? No? Get easy? Yeah, easy. You get easy because it's easy. That's a fucking bar. Take that with y'all. She got easy because it was easy. And then he went, had a weird conversation with Marlon. But it was a, a sensible one. Marlon just, I don't understand. Marlon could have kept his little condo, got out of his mama's basement, kept his new car, and just fessed up. Maybe suspended hell, maybe even fired. But maybe be like negotiated some money to where their firing didn't hurt so bad. And there was no jail time. And he wins still. Now he stole money from the Chinese, and he's gotten paid off by Emily. So it's a, I thought it was a been a win-win for Marlon, but nope. Nope. He had to get tough with the other tough guy. Reach for a gun, and I got to give it to him. Marlon's about to use that motherfucker. He wasn't playing. But in the scuffle, he'd end up shooting his goddamn self. Easy had gloves on, and I'm like, oh, well. Shit happens. But as far as the forensics team looking, I mean, Marlon wasn't punched. Oh, he was punched. He did take a punch. So maybe that would have been weird if the forensics was like, he shot himself, but then who punched him? He punched himself and he shot himself? I don't know. But when you go on the Emily mission, things like this happen. Now Marlon is big dead. And whoever's got the down payment on that condo just cashed out. Like, everybody's got Marlon's money except Marlon because he's stupid. Yeah, but that was that. And, um, oh, we also see this episode, Alvarez and Nestor's relationship got closer, which is a foreshadowing of what happened in 4 where Alvarez rescued him from being security. He looked Nestor in the face and said, hey, that loyalty you expressed is deep, deeper than anything. And Bishop looked a little salty over there. But you know, but him, him and Bishop are family. Bishop came through. He thanked Bishop. It was all good. 
It's family shit. Like, let Nestor have his moment. He didn't really have to go that hard for him. Do we all not forget that Nestor wanted to be Miguel's head of security, wanted to be that right-hand man? So really, if Nestor was a piece of shit, he would have just let Alvarez die. And that would have been it. And now, who else is your next up? Nestor. So yes, Bishop, I mean, not Bishop, Alvarez recognized that. And showed him, hey, that loyalty, I'll never forget that respect. Boom. So that's a, I owe you. You could have fucked me over, but you didn't. And that shows the relationship that flourished later on down the road. But yeah, that was episode six. In a nutshell. Um, Damn, this has been flying by. I've only been doing one a week. So that means this has been six weeks. That's crazy. And we only got four more weeks to go, and then I would have completed all the mines ready for next year, ready for season five. So that's really wild. But uh, yeah, man, till tomorrow, what you tell it Tuesday, you already know, man. Oh, and also hit the like. Like, what? The, you've been watching all this time, and you still ain't hit the like button? I don't understand. This is your 47th video you've watched, and you ain't hit subscribe. Make it make sense. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, man. Protect your health, yourself, your wealth. Your boy Rail is out of here. Peace.